let's talk about Bond. Okay. Bond. Yeah. New Bond. Right. New old Bond. Mm-hmm. Yes. 45-year-old Bond. Let's talk about more Bond. So was he older than Connery when yes. Connery left the role? Yes. Okay. Connery was 41. Okay. Makes sense. Roger Moore was 45 when the first one that he did came out. Well, that makes sense in the continuation of things. Sure, it's, guess, it's okay, yeah. but they had to realize eventually that it was going to get out of hand. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, live and let die. Mm-hmm. Black exploitation Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. It's um, really weird. Yeah, Roger Moore, they don't show him in the pre-credit sequence. Mm-mm. It is three other dudes getting shanked. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Well, that's not the first time. No, but it's still a yeah, little it's weird. Yeah, it's not the first time, but I mean, you got a new guy and it's yeah. like... Introduce him right shit. away and they don't. Yeah. Well, they probably maybe didn't want to do... Oh, yeah, this never happened to the other guy. Uh, no, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'll say more about it when we get to the end of talking about it, but yeah, I, I don't really know they did a good job introducing Roger Moore. No, not really, because they show his apartment, which <laughs> I did not like at all. I don't want to know what Bond's house looks like, because in my head, his place looks cooler, way cooler yeah. than it does when it actually shows up. He's been to his house in previous movies. Yeah. His house? Or his apartment, yeah. Which one? I uh, don't remember. I think it was I an early remember. one. I, I want to say it was like from Russia with Love or uh, Goldfinger or something. It was like, there's one where he goes back to a place and it's his place. They, well, they don't like make a big deal like this is my place. But th- like, this is a look into his living situation, okay. basically. Because, I mean, yeah, it, like he makes M coffee. Yeah. And, just, and he's wearing a monogrammed robe, which I think that was what rubbed me the wrong way that he has the JB initials on the on the pocket of this robe. Maybe it was no way, he's totally pimping. <laughs> he's got a scotch robe. Yeah, he's got like yeah. a French agent there and Money Penny's like suddenly walking into his house. It's like, why did everybody come to Bond's house? Yeah. The, Party of Bond's house? He's supposed to be a secret agent. You don't right. just... It's like, it, well, you could know be following Money Penny's you. going over there on the sly anyway. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know, people could be, fo- you know, you would think people would be parked outside of MI6 studying where M and Money Penny go mm-hmm. and they roll up at Bond's house. I mean, no, those people get stabbed. Right. In the neck by secret er agents. I don't I don't know about that. But anyway, yeah, Bond's got a French chick in bed and, and M shows up and's like, We need you to do stuff and he's like being all, all right. Roger Moore yeah. and well, he's like, Hey, dudes are dead. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they firmly like they are like, dude, Bond, this this Bond ladies man. Mm-hmm. Total ladies man. That's all Bond gives a shit about being a ladies man. Yes. Yeah, because the whole opening sequence like, with him is because M is like M is like here's your ticket. You got to be on a plane in like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and as soon as they're gone, the the other chick, he's like, hey, time for more boning. I got 20 minutes. <laughs> boning is not complete. Yeah, because he gets his device, which is the the magnetic magnetic watch. Yeah, and so he zips off her dress with it and gives the first delicious pun of the movie. Ugh. Where she's like, oh, you have a delicate touch. And he's like, sheer magnetism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, Jokey Bond. Oh, my God. He so is jokey. one liner Bond. Oh, but he slides him in so well. Just, he just like, you don't know what's coming. It's like, well, That's boom. what she said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's like, that's, they're playing to Roger Moore completely. Yeah, sure. In that they're like, you know, like Connery could not play this one no. that way at all. No. And it's interesting because, like, when you get into it, it's all black villains, basically. I mean, it's a black exploitation yeah. picture. Yeah, it really is. Yafit Kato is the main bad guy. And, yep, Yafit Kato. Mm-hmm. I love this movie already. Mm-hmm. And, he, but he's he, never, has, he doesn't really get to be happy, Yafit. 
We don't get a lot of that. He's angry. Uh, I don't know. When he gets in the fight at the end, he is grinning the entire time when he's swinging his knife at Bond. Yeah, he's pretty happy about that. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. But yeah, he's got a a bunch of henchmen. He's got got the guy named yeah Whisper, (laughs) giant fat dude who can't speak. There's the the guy with the claw arm, Teehee. There's the Baron, who's the 7-Up spokesman guy from the 80s. Right. And that guy's creepy. Yeah. Like that guy, they got like the half-painted face and Mm -hmm. the laugh and... They're just there's a lot of good memorable guys. Yeah, that he has distinctive for hench- henchmen in this one. Yeah, and I like that it's a much more grounded plan. Is it's basically Avocado's gonna he's running a drug ring. Yeah, I mean it's not like it's no I'm gonna take over the world. No, it's he's just, like no, I'm gonna make a shit ton of money. Yeah, and I'm gonna by uh, selling drugs. Well, no, his plan is basically I'm gonna grow all this heroin and then I'm gonna give it away for free. Mm-hmm. Two like two billion pounds of this shit. I'm just gonna blanket the United States with all this heroin, and then it'll be Put so good. Everyone else out of business. They'll have no choice but to buy it from me, and we'll charge a premium. Mm-hmm. Which he all gleefully tells Bond. He's like, oh, of "Yeah, we're gonna kill you. So let me tell you the whole plan." Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. They go to it, shitty New York. Not, oh God. <laughs> that, that's how you know it's a black exploitation film. Because I mean, right off the bat, like bomb like, down New York. Send Bond to New York and put him in Harlem. And he gets That's called honky. Yeah, he James gets called Bond. honky three or four times mm-hmm. in the span of ten minutes. I'm like, yes, people are calling <laughs> Bond a honky. Everyone is disrespecting Bond, uh-huh. and, and Bond just doesn't care. He's so yeah, he doesn't nonchalant. Care, but I also I really appreciate that he really, for once, feels completely out of his element mm-hmm. because he's like he can't sweet talk anybody. No, he can't pull. Hey, I'm Bond. I'm smooth. Whatever. They don't care. like. He can't fake his way past these guys. These guys are like, no, fuck you, yeah. British asshole. Right. Who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess it, it bothered me a little bit. This is like the second Bond movie in a row where he's going to sort of like not exotic locations. Yes. It's like it's kind of gross again that Bond is is in these slums mm. and hanging out with gross people and just you know it's not it's not like fabulous Monte Carlo and girls mm-hmm. in bikinis. No, it's nuclear wasteland New York City. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's literally they're literally going to assassinate him at one point in like bombed out just trashed New York like mm-hmm. where they film the Italian apocalypse movies. It's it's yeah, literally that same area. Shitty alleys yeah. and just Condemn buildings. I, I love yeah. when like the, the the like they're gonna take him out and they like throw him into a wall at one point. And he's just like, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's so nonchalant about everything that's going on. Yeah, he is very much not in danger, like or at least he doesn't act like it. No, he's never strapped to a. a, a but back he's also stretch, he's also not a good fighter at all. He's no, not a good, not, he's not a good especially fighter, especially compared to Connery. No, but at least he's not sped up. There's no, there's yeah, nothing yes. in this movie sped up. Yeah, and this is Guy Hamilton, uh, director of yeah. Goldfinger, who finally came back. Yeah. And then he comes back for a few more films. Or Guy. Guy, whatever. Guy. He was the director of the last one, too. Yeah. Was he? That's yeah. right. The other thing. Mm-hmm. Jane Seymour. <laughs> yeah. Super hot. Mm-hmm. Super, super hot. Almost, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Still super hot. <laughs> yeah. But she's like 20 in this. If but that. <laughs> Bond basically ruins her life in order to get some. Yes. Yes, tricks her into sleeping with him. Yes, he does. And then she's like, I can't be clairvoyant anymore because I, I'm deep been deflowered. And he's like, well, that sucks. He literally screws her ESP powers out of her. Because, yeah. like, apparently how this works is that you've got the power and then you have sex and then you don't have the power anymore. You yep. get deflowered and you she lose is, the ability is, to read tarot cards. She is Yavikado's tarot card reader. Right. But Oh, uh, so it was a good plan on his part. Uh, his whole everything, his whole plan is based upon her. 
Like the tarot cards is how he runs his entire life. Everything that he does mm-hmm. is based on her reading. So Bond, but smart move. I don't think Bond really realizes Fuck that the part. powers out. Nope. No, no, no. Bond oh. doesn't even realize that. He's just like he's like, hey, she's hot. <laughs> Where's that lover's card? So she thinks that we should fuck. Yeah, because he replaces all the cards in her tarot card deck with the one, the lover's card, so that she nice. comes in and she, he's like, you know, he's what like, are we? Are we going to be the sure. lovers? And she's like, well, well I'll just look. At I the do cards. love the shot when she walks in. He's wearing like the little cape thing over him, like because she's got these crazy outfits that yeah. she has to wear. Oh yeah, and he's wearing the cape, sitting in the chair. And she's, she's like, like, get out of that, get out of that, you <laughs> blasphemy, you son of a bitch. He's like, is it? Well, have a seat. Yeah. God, and he's twice her age. Come on, Bond. yeah. yeah That's why I don't like old Bond. This, this is what bothers me about Roger Moore. Is <sighs> it's okay. He's just he's old right off the bat. It, he doesn't look that old though. It doesn't get creepy until a view to a kill when he's like sleeping with Tanya Roberts. But yeah, and he's like seventy. Yeah, yeah. but in this one, it's okay. He still looks pretty young. I mean, he doesn't look yeah. old. Um, yeah, but the boat chase, terrific. It's fantastic, except for terrific. <laughs> Except for Sheriff, what's his fuck? G.W. Pepper. G.W. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh. A little bit of him he would have been okay. He grinds that shit to a halt. They devote 20 to 25 minutes to that dude, and it's like, stop this. Just stop doing this. This representation of the United States needs to stop. I don't know what, what, what the purpose of this is. No uh. other country has had blithering idiots for 20 to 25 minutes representing them in any Bond movie, but yeah, suddenly well, like, and, this and becomes... Also- <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a he's arresting the one guy. He's like, "Oh, you black guy out here! Uh, what you think you're doing here, boy? <laughs> yeah. Imagine that for like yeah. in the middle of this badass boat chase. Yeah, it's just cutting and back. He to just s- walks just in and just slams his brick wall, yeah. fucking ugly face in the middle of it. <laughs> he's chewing tobacco. God, it got the whole me time so and... angry. I was like, yeah. I want a phantom edit of that boat sequence. <laughs> Everything with him taken out except the very last line he has, where he's. Where he's just so pissed at Bond, and yeah. he's like, "What the fuck are you, boy? Goddamn force of nature, yeah, breaking and that, everything." And that's where the troopers are like, "You're gonna have to just leave him alone. He's a British yeah. secret agent or something." He's like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> and it pisses me off knowing that he's in the next one. Yeah, I know. It uh-huh. pisses me off knowing he's gonna be there again just to fuck up a good scene. Because that boat chase would have been the best sequences. I, I can look thus back on far. the boat chase and just be like, "That's great." And I can just pre- just pretend just that pretend that dude's he up doesn't here. exist. Yeah, in it. but I mean, this is the one with the crocodiles in it that he the creation of, of Pitfall was born here in yeah. this when he <laughs> runs across the <laughs> runs back across of the, crocs. the crocs and yeah, and apparently that dude who did that like had to do like five takes before yeah. he got it right. I and almost got eaten because mm-hmm. that one you see at the end. Oh yeah, he's like one I'm gonna is fucking rip your leg off. Him. Yes, he's like oh I remember how this goes. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's gonna jump on those two mm-hmm. and then I got him. Yeah. So, it's a good stunt, though. Yeah, it There's is. There's some very stunt. impressive stunts in this. I mean, yes, yes, they definitely upped the ante on the stunt. Yeah. portion of it, aside from yeah, Roger Moore not being able to throw a punch very well, but but know. man, the end is goofy. It gets first of all, it gets I all supernaturally it and as weird. one of the goofiest, worst executed death sequences I have ever seen in any movie. It is a pretty awful villain kill. It is. It, I, I like that they go as as far as to set it up. Like, so it's oh, not completely yeah. out of left field. You but, know it's coming. Yeah, but it's, it's like... Just, the execution of it is so <laughs> awful. It's awful. Yeah, it is... Awful. It is... For for an ending that's involving an underwater battle in a shark tank, 
you certainly don't anticipate the way that's going to end up. Oh, and <laughs> it's just, mm. I mean, I don't know. But still, there's, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really liked it, and I, you know, Roger Moore worked because they played to his strengths in this one. Yeah, despite him being old, he's <laughs> still he's good with the one liners, and. You know, he's he's good with the smooth lady stuff. Man, there's some throughout this movie where it's just... I, there are some lines in there that, like, today, they would have to cut those out. It's like... To what? To be PG-13? Yeah. Like, the double entendres in this are just, like, so blatant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not even... Yeah, but it's I still... not even clever. It's just, like... Yeah, I, I still put it, like, way up there. I, I think I had it ranked third nah. out of all of them thus far. I didn't far. have it that high, but I, I like yeah. it. But I mean, it's it works having him in a black exploitation film. It's just I kind of wish that they had done another story before doing that because it's very jarring. In that you got not only is it new Bond, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's in a black exploitation movie, which feels completely different from all the you know. Even though I said I was sick of the Blofeld stuff, like that feels almost like too far in the other direction. Yeah, it's like one of those things where I wish they had just kind of maybe fit something more. Mm-hmm traditional in between but it's a solid movie and the voodoo stuff is like truly creepy near the end yeah it, it's sort of off-putting it's like what what is happening here this movie is suddenly not grounded in reality but then it is but and and i do want to say you know i mean i i love me some live and let die theme song i really do and the opening credits like oh, when the it, opening credits rule i mean when it slams from that girl's chick. face into the yeah. the skull like right when the music kicks in it's like these credits are fantastic i just want to say that this is the, the one of the best bond songs but in the wrong movie like paul mccartney and wings and george martin doing the score for the black exploitation bond movie is weird it's, yeah, it's the three the whitest guys in England. It's all funky. <laughs> yeah, but it's just but like that lead song. The is... song is just the whitest. You know, it's it's like it's <laughs> this this doesn't work. Yeah, had it been like in the next one, it would have been fine. But this this starts the trend of Bond songs that are good songs. They're not good Bond songs. Like you can't really like listen to Goldfinger and be like, yeah, Goldfinger. You know, but this starts the like, okay, it's a great song and also a great Bond theme. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah. Hey, you know what time it is? Uh, it's Bond time. Is it time for the man? Yeah, the man with a golden gun. Yeah, man with a golden gun. Yeah, Christopher Lee. Right, the man with a golden gun. Scaramanga, 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 Scaramanga. Yeah, Roger Moore returns. Yeah, he does. Thank God. This is apparently the lowest-grossing Bond film of them all. Oh, of all time. Which is weird because they. Pander to the audience by bringing back stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> Proving that that doesn't always work. Nope. Nope. No. But, uh... Yeah, this one left them on shaky ground. They they didn't know if they were going to make another one after this for a while. It took it them like three, four, more, three yeah, years. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. But I really like this one. I like it a lot. I kind of like, like this one. I don't know why I like it so much either. Like, I can't explain why I enjoyed it so much compared to the others. Yeah, I... Mm. I like it. I don't. I, I think love it's. It. I think it's Christopher Lee. He's, I think it's. It's basically having a guy who's the evil version of Bond. Though I wish they didn't just come out and say it at the end. Yeah. You know, it's so much better when it's all implied, and you're like, okay, yeah, this guy's basically Bond. If Bond was just like, hey, pay me to kill people. 
Yeah. And I'll do it. I, I think my problem with it, I mean, I really liked his character and I liked it as a departure for the series and that it wasn't the same thing, although it does sort of become the same thing yeah, at the end with space mm-hmm. microwaves or whatever. Yeah. But I, a lot of like his motivation slash environment was just bizarre. Like why he has these this robotic cowboy town and yeah. crazy bullshit in his house and why he's made this deal why with... Not? With tattoo that you know, if he somehow fools him, he gets the eye. Mm-hmm. He never really explains why he's trying to die, or you know why he's. You know, none of that motivation is properly played out, or or why he's so fixated on Bond. Really, probably yeah. blind that it's Hervé Villachez. If you don't know, yeah. just you said tattoo, right? Tattoo. <laughs> okay, but I love that he's got a statue of Bond in his house. But then when he meets Bond, he's like. So you're Mr. Bond. Huh? Yeah. You know, he's like he's like the dudes but that's been stalking a friend of a friend on Facebook and has looked at like all her bikini pictures and everything. And then like when you have to like get introduced for real, he's like Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Your friends? Yeah. Oh yeah! yeah. I, I've heard. I know of you. you. And he's yeah. like too many clothes on for me. You to know recognize. when he's actually like, I've been looking at your pictures every night before I go to bed. <laughs> right. You know. It's, I've been waiting that's kind of how Scaramanga is when he meets Bond. Yeah. He's like, right the way, Mr. Oh, it's, it's so nice to meet you, Mr. Bond. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've I've heard about you. I've been shooting the fingers yeah. off your mannequin in my cowboy I've house. I've been <laughs> staring at your mannequin before I go to bed every night, Bond. I want to wear your skin like a jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. But I, I I like that Roger Moore is a little more serious in this one in certain parts because he's actually feels threatened. Mm-hmm. But. There's also the goofiness there. Oh, there's goofiness. I, okay, so the th- I guess I'll talk about the things I don't like about this one. Like, I, of all the Bond girls so far, what is the deal with Goodnight? She serves, like, she's supposed to be a field agent. And she, she, is, yeah. the, she is literally the most incompetent Bond girl yes. to date. She was in more of the books. Like, yeah, she, she was, was apparently his... She was his personal secretary. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah books, I'm not even like, talking about the, the character. I mean, like, literally how she plays her. It's like, she is more bumbling than any Bond girl yes. to date. Yeah, I know. Like, I, yeah, she has no business being anywhere in this middle of this action. It just, yeah, but at least Bond treats her that way. He's like, I, do I really have to take her along? Yeah, he does. He, he Like, instantly, like, the first time they interact, he, he's so annoyed. Yeah, he's like, he's like really, I have there. to deal with this? Because he knows he's going to have to babysit her. Yeah. So and I, well, I will say that the the scene that I think was probably my favorite in the whole movie was when it became Three's Company, where he's juggling two ugh. women at once, which is sort of the first time this has happened in the series mm-hmm. where he's he's like he just throws so her in I, the closet. Yeah. Well, yeah, before it's like she's under the covers. And he's like, I you know the, the pillow, the pillow, pillow trick. trick. <laughs> <laughs> just keep people from shooting. And they're cutting to her sleeping. under the covers, making a face like you son of a bitch, Bond. It's like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> Rip the covers back and go see. I got another girl here. Yeah, and then he tosses her in the closet. I thought we go family style. Yeah. <laughs> Throws her in the closet and then, and then has just has sex with Mod Abs for like five what? hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. when he comes and lets her out, tells her that her turn is coming soon. <laughs> like, don't worry, my dear, you'll get yours. And she's like, oh, okay. She's oh, like, that's God. terrible. But I yeah. loved it. I, I do love the. Uh, <laughs> The sunken ship set. That oh my god, awesome. that, is that is amazing. Pure genius. Mm-hmm. I'd totally forgotten about that. And when they went in there, I was like, "This is really clever. They have done a good job with this." Mm-hmm. I just love that the floors. whole set is diagonal. Yeah, but, they, but, they, but they've built yeah, extra, extra stairs, stairs in, extra parts, and, in the, and the desks are level. Yeah. And genius. So good. <laughs> it's so, so good. good. And if they'd waited a couple years, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, they literally started scrapping that like right after the movie. Yeah, 
that wreck. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, that I was, was little, sets, but yeah. Yeah. I was a little disappointed the duel at the end isn't nearly as long as I thought it was. Hmm. Like in my memory, it was a lot more drawn out of a sequence, but yeah. it's over really quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick. But it's clever, it's kind of, it's clever which is how he does it, though. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, but it's because the movie has introduced the idiotic Bond plot in, in late in the third act, which is just basically like, whatever this thing is, is going to melt, whatever. The, the Solex. Yeah, just... Thing. Whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. Goodnight almost kills him again. It's <laughs> yeah. terrible. She doesn't know how buttons work. <laughs> <laughs> no, she used a button. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. But on. But on. Yeah, yeah. and of course... Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> and of course, J.W. Pepper returns to shit all over an amazing <laughs> action sequence. Not so amazing. Until. If they really fucking did that, like, there's, there's something in the credits that says computer... They did do it. They did. There's something that says, like, computer... I'm, I'm sort of sure that was, like, plotting trajectory. Yeah, and they and ran they algorithms for months. Oh, my God. That's and amazing. They, and they copyrighted this stunt yeah. years before, so nobody could use it that, until they do it. Like, I was like, oh, God, this is so shitty compared to the boat chase and live and let die i'm just saying like comparatively yeah. speaking like, sure and it's and it's almost weird that they did another beat, boat chase of, yeah i mean it's similar it's very similar and then that mm-hmm. happens and i was like yeah i i was like hell yeah. yes unfortunately Until, because the corkscrew they yes they had to slow it down yeah cause because because he it was so fast because of the speed he had to go yeah that they actually slowed it down but god Damn, Damn it. the slide whistle. When he does a fucking slide whistle as that car lands. Yeah. I was like That is the worst choice yeah. in oh, the history yeah. of movie sound. I mean, effects. it was ba- the movie was, I was bad enough. I was so pissed off yeah. when that happened. I got mm, I got so fucking mad. Well, the movie had just spent 15 minutes pandering to the audience with this dumbass sheriff hillbilly character. The just, first uh, time he shows up, I was like, "Okay, it's kind of funny." Except for his racism. Had it, like, well, like if it wasn't his, for his racism was terrible, but... Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, if it had just been that, yeah. like, he was on vacation and, like, what was that, Bond? You yeah, know, like, that, that would have been was. fine. But when he comes along with him yes. on the mission, it's like, Jesus, stop this. But, yeah, then the slide whistle was like, mm-hmm. you were just pandering to the lowest common denominator at this point. But the stunt itself, I was yeah. like, oh, the stunt is fantastic. The slide whistle. That it, was amazing. Just, I, I want to go in and George Lucas out the slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the score in this one, by the way. Like... You and I talked about the theme. The theme is not... Oh, the theme song is terrible. It's mm-hmm. not a good theme song. It's like oh, it's three atrocious. songs layered on top of each other. However, the song makes for a great score throughout the movie. Yes. I caught myself humming that score like for a week. Yeah. Like, it, it, it worked perfectly as Bond music. Yeah. As a song, it's not great. But as the instrumental version of that, that, mm-hmm. that works so good. But I love that the, the song is actually narrating the action yeah. of the movie. Right. It's so terrible. It's badly written. But yes, the theme is good, and I love all the the really slow tension music, like when they're doing the funhouse sequence in the beginning and near the end, mm-hmm. and when Bond first gets to the island. Yeah. I mean, and that's an awesome set. Yeah. Like, that whole island is badass, but yeah. But this one's way up there. I actually liked it more than Live and Let Die. Mm, not me. No, I mean, I, no. I still... I, and I can't explain why. Yeah. But I did. I, I, I've I've come to the terms. I mean, obviously, this list will change as it goes on. My favorite Bond movie overall is still Doctor No. I know Chuck, and my favorite one for action is Live and Let Die. I mean, like Doctor No is interesting to me because of like intrigue, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and Live and Let Die. I it's the best action period to me. Can anybody explain why Q M and Bond all hate each other? 
and let each other know that they all hate each other at every possible opportunity. Because they're sick of working with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. know I know Q and M are a hundred years old each, but everyone in my work hates each other too. <laughs> you also, know? when, when Q thing. showed up in this, it made me remember that why is he not in Live and Let Die? Were yeah, they, it was were weird. They, that were they he going wasn't to in, drop him? Like, I don't know. It was weird that he wasn't in that one. That they just sent the watch along to yeah. Bond's house. Like mm-hmm. he didn't come along. Yeah, that was just strange. I was, was like, strange. Oh. Desmond Llewellyn was in the hospital with the flu. Oh, for a year. Really? Oh. I have no, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you fact check one time and we start believing you. Yeah. Yeah. I was masterful you delivery though. Son of a bitch. I, I believe you. You got to say it with authority. You got to yeah. be like, like well, the, obviously. You, you got to give the tone of, you didn't know that? Yeah. God, well, that's how you buy it, man. But I love when they're on the on the the Queen Elizabeth and they're all just in the room talking to each other and they're just sniping at each other mm-hmm. and like telling things like we told now him to do really this bomb. and obviously yeah. this doesn't work because the cue thing is like no just wait a moment it's just like that's rubbish yeah <laughs> yeah it, i just i love how early on they don't shoot that set very like in very wide shots like mm-hmm. they keep it tight mm-hmm. but then later on in the movie they're like doing big wide shots and they're all just standing and they're all deadly serious like oh god we lost the solex things are fucked and you're like you're standing in a diagonal room. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I love that juxtaposition yeah. of them just being dead serious and like, we are fucked mm-hmm. now. This is not good. And they're standing in this Look diagonal this wacky boat. weird looking room. Batman camera angles going on. <laughs> yeah. So, Spy Love Me next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disco Bond. Yep. Disco Bond. Mm-hmm. Let's, stuff. let's talk about Bond first, shall we? Right Hey! Yeah, I've heard of those <laughs> James Bond movies. Uh huh. We watched a bunch of them. We did. <laughs> All Actually, we watched only one. one this week. Yeah, a spy who loved me. A yeah, spy, spy who, who loved me. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are we singing Connery voice? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's <laughs> nowhere near this. Because movie. it's your favorite voice. Everyone loves a Connery <laughs> voice. Because there is no Roger Moore voice. Yeah, there really isn't. No, you just can't do it. There sort of is. So, <laughs> the spy who loved me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Disco Bond. Big break, two and a half, almost three years between mm-hmm. Man with a Golden Gun and this one. Yep, almost as big they as were the one like, from right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they were kind of like, hey, um, are we going to do another Bond movie or not? Mm-hmm. And so they kind of threw all their chips in and said, here's a big budget, let's do it. It's on. So they, <sighs> to me, it plays like a greatest hits of all the earlier Bond stuff. You could say that. Because the plot is very much, you only live twice. Yep. You know, there's the setting is very Thunderball. There's a lot of underwater stuff. Mm-hmm. The love interest is pretty much, you know, the best one we've had since on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Which they mention. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got this. Yeah, they mentioned that he was married. Which pisses him off. Yep. <laughs> well, so. wouldn't it piss you off? No, I know. But it's just interesting that they brought it up and he's like, yeah. how dare you? And I like that they did it in an organic way, yeah. too. Yeah. It wasn't like... Yeah, she's just listing off what she knows about him and mm-hmm. gets to that. And he's like, well, this is over. <laughs> We're done yeah. here. <laughs> but they also, you know, you got the silent henchman mm-hmm. in Jaws. Mm-hmm. You got also uh, Fight on the Train, like yeah. from Russia with Love. Yep. So, yeah, it is very much like, let's kind of recycle some of this stuff. And it's been long enough people probably don't remember, right? Yeah. Yeah, we took such a long yeah. break. And it's a different dude. And, mm-hmm. you know. It's new to you. And I don't know. To me, it kind of works. Like, it, it makes it so suddenly Roger Moore has a big plot going on because they kind of scaled it back in the past two. And this one's more like the old Bonds where it's like, holy shit, nuclear war is at hand, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there are much bigger stakes than there were in the past two movies. Yeah, it, it, they, they definitely went back to the crazy madmen trying to blow up the world 
for whatever reason. Yes, but I do appreciate that Bond's like, all right, how much money do you want? And he's like, fuck you, I don't want money. Yeah. I, I don't was, need money. I was happy that they put that in, because obviously the dude is a bazillionaire. Yeah, the dude has no need for money whatsoever. Yeah. But he's got a really sweet dining room. Yeah. That's like an underwater aquarium thing with the walls open up and there's mm-hmm. sharks and... Walls set to music. Yeah. 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 It's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah speaking, this, speaking of music, can, I, can we mention the one musical cue? Did everybody yes, else catch it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was about to talk about that. All right. The uh, Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which <laughs> apparently was put in as a temp track. Right. And everyone liked it so much. They're like, eh, keep it. Sure. Why not? And same composer because John Barry is not back for this one. No. The recently lost but still great composer Marvin Hamlish. Yep. Oscar nominated for his crazy disco score. Oh god, the disco score. I wish that I wish that this score had been in Live and Let Die. This is the score, not the song, but the score. I wish the, like this score had been in Live and Let Die because this is the funky score that Live and Let Die needed. Somewhat. They hammer the Bond theme a lot. Like, yeah. it, like it's interesting, too, in that they kind of distance themselves from the Bond theme and from the Martini, mm-hmm. you know, shaking out stirred stuff mm-hmm. in the past, two. And this one, they're just like, fuck it. It's Bond. Like, yeah. you got to have these things. Well, I mean. So it's... then, I mean, they are hammering the, the Bond theme so much when he's doing anything in the second half. Mm-hmm. But I do love when he cuts the power on the one thing, he yanks the cord. And it cuts the and music. And they literally cut the music out yeah. at that instant, which yeah, is pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny because like the song "Live and Let Die" would work better for the man with the golden gun. Just like the theme yeah. of it and the and the the idea of it. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's it's weird how yeah. sort of you need to swap around the music of these three movies to make them fit yeah. better. But again, they did the. This is the another one of the. It's a song without necessarily being just a theme song. I mean, right. this was a very popular song. Oh yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we sort of already had our fights about this. I think it's a great song. I think the song itself is great. I, I think. Just from a pure like singing standpoint, it is just a great song. Yeah, but it's not a song that gets me pumped to watch a Bond movie. But to like, counter that, this is called The Spy Who Loved Me, yeah. and at the heart of this movie, it's supposed to be a romance, mostly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't have a song, I The Spy guess, Who Loved but, Me, with a rockin' theme. But I mean, yeah, but it's so light 107 to me. Yeah. It's like, here's your smooth, easy listening favorites. Get so used to this. It wasn't back 80s. then, though. Get used to it. Yeah, I know. The next few are all They're all crap. like this. No, they're not crap. They're, they're just like easy this. easy listening crap. Oh, God damn it. But I mean, that's the thing. You have Bond skiing down a mountain in a much better sequence than was in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, yeah. With all the <laughs> disco and just mm-hmm. disco Bond theme, and he's turning around shooting dudes. Turning his ski poles into a gun. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much awesome stuff. And then he freaking jumps off the side of a mountain and parachutes away. And then all of a sudden, it's like, here's your smooth, easy listening song. I don't know. I, I mean, they should have, like... I thought it was pretty smooth. I mean, yeah. I thought it was like... Yeah, I thought but it was I mean, cool. imagine he does that, and then you crank into, like, On Her Majesty's Secret Services theme or something. I don't That'd know. That'd be kind of awesome. Or just Surely Bassy belting he, the shit out of something. <laughs> he skis Tell down... Tell me that wouldn't fucking yeah, but rule he skis so down much this more mountain. than Carly Simon. He skis down this mountain and, and just free falls off of it for, like, a good minute where there's no music, no sound or anything, just wind. And then the parachute comes out and they mm-hmm. hit the music and then they launch right into nobody does it better. It's like, yes, nobody d- does that shit. Look yeah. what he just did. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, she's cupping the parachute and everything. And then it, and the, the, the credits sequence. are awesome. He's yeah. jumping around on a trampoline and yeah. shit. I mean, it is, 
It is the best credit sequence yet because there's nipples and gymnastics <laughs> and trampolines. I'm pretty sure it was full on bush in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was already, it, was, it was very clear. There was like three girls that run out at the same time and one's butt naked and the other two are wearing something. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just because it wasn't very well concealed as they usually no, are. No, I know. And as a kid, but, I always thought I was getting away with something watching these movies. I'm sure. like, I could see that. Yeah, but then there's true. like the gymnast on the gun. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that was cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, we'll have to disagree on that one. Well, I just, I don't, I'm not a fan of the easy listening Bond songs, even though You Only Live Twice is my favorite one, <laughs> which I will admit is a little different, but. Okay. Just I, just sure. the, the late 70s, early 80s ones, just that style of music is not my thing at all, but. I will say some years later, the re, the casting for the remake was very weird. I don't think Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel looked anything like Barbara Bach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Agent Triple X. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a strange uh, choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she's good but not great. I like, don't think she's like good. She's not very. <laughs> she's still somewhat inept. Well, that's uh, yeah, and boy, they hammer that point home in the whole driving sequence when oh, he is yeah. just ridiculing the shit out of her. <laughs> He's just like women drivers. I, th- I thought and other than that, she was and... she was holding her own more so than most of them. Yeah, but the, uh, but the driving thing, yes, well, yeah, yeah, especially like, compared to the last two. Sure, but like the biggest flaw of her character, and it's the the story's fault really, is that for the entire third act, where they are murdering hundreds of actual extras in in that whole sequence at the end, she's not in it. She's yeah. been kidnapped and taken away, and she's in the slave Leia outfit that mm. every Bond villain seems to be doing at this point, which is kidnap female lead, put her in skimpy outfit, yeah. and place her by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so he can touch her with his web fingers. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is weird that they didn't acknowledge that, and you really only see it in one or two shots. It, apparently, as the trivia said, it was much more noticeable on the on the big screen that that was the idea. Yeah. It was like, let's not make a big deal about it. Yeah. It's just... When you see it on a 30-foot screen, it's a lot easier to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I remember, like, late in the movie when I first noticed, I was like, uh, hmm. <laughs> oh, I think it was, like when he was, like it was supposed so to be the whole underwater thing. No, like, I you get know, it, but it's just, you know. Thing. Yeah. 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 You wanted to live under the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under but the sea. Roger Moore, I really like him in this one. i sure is better. Even though he looks... <laughs> even though he looks old. God, so old. But he's, he's not as jokey. He's a little more cutthroat. I mean, he... He freaking kills that one dude. That dude is hanging on to the tie. Well, mm-hmm. hell, he kills the bad guy just yeah. in cold blood. He just... shoots him a bunch of times. <laughs> He's a really... bunch more than he needed to shoot that no dude. No jokes or anything. He's just like, well, enough of this shit. Blam, yeah. Blam. But yeah, but the thing with the dude with the tie, that was pretty good. Like, oh, well, yeah. What do I need to know? Okay. Yep. <laughs> like, snap his hand. Yeah. yeah. And I really like the setting in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Like, and especially the, the one where Jaws kills that dude. And they have the light that flashes on the Sphinx and then the other stuff. Yeah, so that it's whole like they're light going between light shows. and darkness and they got that music just blaring. Yeah. That's a well done scene. Yeah. yeah. It that stuff's better really good. Not looking so modely and backdroppy. You know, that yeah. that could have used some work because mm-hmm. they weren't actually really filming there, right. obviously. But, yeah. but still, it, it was well staged. Mm-hmm. It was it was well thought out. But really, man, sitting and watching that show must be just like, yeah, weird. This is overly <laughs> dramatic. <Yeah. laughs> or in Egypt. Yeah, it's like, and then... And hey, there was a pyramid! Yep. <laughs> and Stella Star from Star Crash is in it. Yep. yep. For only about five minutes, but she's in it. Yeah, Bond flat out murders her too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With a torpedo from his car sub. Yep. <laughs> that whole sequence, man. Like, from the car chase to when they roll up on the beach is... I, I mean... Conceptually strange, but somehow it works 
it's an actual physical thing they're in, and I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know it's a shell with divers in it. I understand how they did it, but it's still believable. It doesn't seem totally ridiculous in a Bond movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know. Well, apparently, it was so popular. According, also according to the trivia, like those White Lotus cars were on waitlist for like three years yeah. after that movie mm-hmm. came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people drove them into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Let's do at this. least one. Come on, baby. I wonder how many people actually fit in them. Not many. Because those things are tiny-ass yeah. cars. Yeah. All Lodi. Lotuses. Lodi. <laughs> Lodi. Are hard to fit in. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I barely get stuck in a Lodi again. I, I wish there had been a little more tension and resolution for the whole she wants to kill him thing near the end. Because they just don't play enough of that up. It didn't help that she started laughing before she had committed to not killing him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it uh it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. They they should have they should have built that up more. I mean, you still know how it's going to end, but they could have done it better than just him making a joke and she starts giggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did murder her lover. Yeah, and then and he she saves seems, her ass. Yeah, I know, but she seems rather willing to just sleep with him now instead of the dude that he murdered. Bond. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. That's what happens. I know. And it was an interesting dynamic of how their characters are intertwined by what, and they have an interesting conversation about that. You know, it's like, look, I'm a spy. He was trying to kill me. It was, mm-hmm. was going to be either one of us, so deal with it. Sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I thought, I, the, I thought the timing on this movie was kind of funny. What do you mean? Well, this is the Bond that came out in 1977. So did I. This week. Oh. Uh-huh. What? Oh. You came out? Uh-huh. You're gay? What? No. Of my <laughs> mother's vagina. Oh. Ew. You could still be well, gay even though you came out true. of it. I think Connery said that in one of the Bond movies. <laughs> yes. Your mother's vagina. <laughs> Your mother's vagina. Trebek. That was one of the super villains he uh, fought. Yeah. Mother's vagina. Mother's vagina. <laughs> they just gave up working on innuendo. But They're of course like... you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not mother's vagina. Well, I guess that makes me a motherfucker. <laughs> Bond 45. <laughs> Just give up. Uh, Bond but versus so, ass. So I guess that was your subtle way of saying it's your birthday. I was like thinking about it a couple hey, weeks ahead. Ago. I, was like, I was like, Bond, oh wait, this is the one that comes out in 77 yeah. this week. Weird. So were you out already when the movie came out? I don't know what time it came out. Okay. It's so year. Yeah, it's quite possible you could have actually seen this in the theater. Um, from, inside <laughs> your from inside your mother's womb. I will look up the release date just to clear things up here thank god so while he's looking it up uh-huh where do you rank it chuck i it is i put it under the other two roger moores um but above thunderball mm-hmm. and a couple of the others um it about mid-range yeah i mean i i like a lot of stuff from it it just it's just the greatest hits nature of it sort of bothered me a little bit so what'd you find out uh, the 3rd of August, so pretty close to now. Damn. That's pretty close. It's Maybe crazy. this is the movie that puts your mother into, into labor. labor. <laughs> yeah. So that bond. Yeah. Like Roger Moore so says that line at the end he... and just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so excited when they blow up that big yeah. boat. Yep. That's, and that weird and spider. And her water broke. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the aquatic all the water stuff. The water break. <laughs> exactly. They sunk Atlantis and now they came. Yep. yep. <laughs> right but now, I mean. Theater. I was since you were in labor, labor for 16 days. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But yeah, I mean, I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ended up above the other two Roger Moore ones for me. Even oh, God, though, no, not for me. Yeah, even though, but I, I think the thing about it is everything's executed so well in it. The only issue it has is that we've seen it all before. 
Yeah. But I can look at it as like, if this was your first Bond movie, it's like, holy crap, this has everything you want in one of these movies. Yeah. I, I like it. You know? just, but that's the problem is yeah. if you've seen all the other ones, you're like, okay, that came from there, that came from there, and that came from there. I, so. I think one of my main problems is that I, I know everyone's complaint against A View to a Kill is that he's so old. And, but watching this one, I'm like, he's not doing any of his stunts, like nothing. Like there was a jump from like, not even a second story window, but just like a, a sort of window to, just down to the ground. And it's like, not him. He's doing mm. nothing in this movie. It is all a stunt man. And then I'm thinking, holy shit, there's like four more of these. And he's only yeah. getting older. Jesus. I mean, it's not going to get any and better. He was like 50 at that point. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he looked he looked the part when it started and then all of a sudden just rapid aging syndrome hit kicked in. And mm-hmm. I, I just I that's why I appreciated Diamonds Are Forever so much, because it seemed like Connery was doing a lot of his own stuff. I, yeah. I and I appreciated that. Whereas it's like Roger Moore is like, oh, you need me to uh, forget it. Just go get Earl. Who's my stand in? Yeah. So yeah. it's about it's about mid range all over of, of all bonds to yeah. me. I mean, I mean, it's good, but yeah. yeah. I, I think the action in Live and Let Die is better, and the and the the subtle action of Man with a Golden Gun is better as far as more Bonds. I yeah. mean, I like I like the tension of the weird funhouse world. And mm-hmm. There was nothing. Maybe I'm just I mean, happy there was no J.W. Pepper in this one. Sure. That's that, why I was so excited. I mean, I mean Jaws is awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Jaws is a great... I mean, that's the funny thing is, is like he has a better showdown with Jaws than he ever does with the actual main bad guy. Yeah, he mm-hmm. dispatches the main bad guy but, and I, just, I love how completely indestructible they make Jaws. That's hilarious to me. Like, I mean, well, and like, he literally... huge. Yeah. I mean, when they are fighting in the train, like his hand just seems like it's not human. Oh, no. Yeah. That, that was almost a point I felt Roger Moore might not have been acting when... Jaws was choking him out. Like mm-hmm. the look on Roger Moore's face was like, "Please stop filming. He's murdering me." Yeah, but I mean, like he's in a car. He's in a car that explodes. He gets thrown like headfirst out of a train. I mean, it's like, and he just stands up and dusts himself off, straightens his tie. Yeah, I think I would have been terrified, even knowing that it was acting. If that man had his hand on my neck, yeah, dude, he almost ran me over in a wheelchair. Yeah, I was terrified, he and mm-hmm. he's sitting down. I was wondering if that story giant. was coming. No, out. I'm just saying, <laughs> that man is huge, even yeah. in a, sitting on a wheelchair. Yeah, Richard Keel. Yeah. Runner over. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, so next week, Moonraker. Oh, Bond yeah. goes to space. Yep. James Bond will return in for your eyes only. Whoops. Nope. Eventually. Yes. As soon. it says at the but end of first. the movie. But, but first. first but let's first, go to Star space. Wars and Close Encounters cash in. Yep. <laughs> right. So, so, right. Speaking of movies where focus, people focus on speaking crappy stuff. Yes. Yeah. Moonraker. Moonraker. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to, to use the Goldfinger theme I did. with Moonraker replacing yes, it. I have to do it. But Bond, this week it's Moonraker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> A movie about space that is awesome until they go to space. space. <laughs> it's awesome in space, too. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It, in it space, no one can hear where it speaking, sucks. Speaking of movies that get too jokey and they don't work when they're jokey, Moonraker. Mm-hmm. Do you like Jaws, the character? He's in Moonraker. Mm-hmm. He was also in the <laughs> last one, Spy Me. Who Loved Me. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, people liked him, so let's give him a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. And let's use him for jokes. Eh, it's not all jokes. 
It's not jokes in the beginning, and the beginning of that movie is okay, yes. fucking awesome. The cold awesome. open of Moonraker is probably the best one. Except for the last ten seconds of it, where they, that is they the worst. They get jokey. Yeah. That's, the end of it is terrible, but the whole stunt work in the beginning of that is incredible. It is yeah. amazing. And, and they th- hit this the is... Bond theme right when they're supposed to, and they use it right. Yep. And for those who have, don't remember the movie, this is the one where he gets thrown out of the plane and has to chase down the guy who has the parachute. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And gets it away from him. And then and Jaws, then Jaws decides <laughs> he's going to take Bond's parachute. <laughs> it's awesome. It is so yep. well done. And, and aside from a couple of inserts, it's all real dudes parachuting. Yeah. I mean, it is really like, you're like, yes, 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 as yeah. all this is happening. Yeah. And then Jaws's parachute doesn't work. Because nope. and- he rips the handle all the way yeah. off. Yeah, because he's strong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And then it's uh, as he does like goofy way arm waving and then falls he into tries the circus to fly. And, <laughs> but it's just God, it it hits such a sour note, and then they go into the titles, and you're just like, oh yeah, you know, because yeah. the last one I mean, Bond's parachuting away. You're like, yes, Bond got away. He shot all those dudes on skis, mm-hmm. and look at that Union Jack parachute. And right, awesome. Bam into credits, and you're like. Even though I don't like the song, it's like, that's a great way to lead into credits. Yep. Whereas this one is not. No. And it it's an awkward a, transition into credits. And it leads into the least memorable Bond song of them all. Horrible. It has to be. I will agree with that. <laughs> and it's sad that it's Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, it, you know how I said you want Shirley Bassey belting out a song? Yeah. Not this one. This is a terrible. Even song. Shirley Bassey can't save that song. No, it's it's just not. A it good actually song. kind of sounds a little bit like she phoned it in. Like literally, like it it sounds weirdly recorded. Like yeah. she literally was on the other end of the phone, like Moonraker. You know? <laughs> See <laughs> now you're doing it. I know, <laughs> like I know. I, know I, I can't even remember exactly. Like, yeah, it's, you, like, it's, which one this is. It's that, even if you watch it. I've listened to that. Yeah. I've listened to the Bond themes yeah. album like a million times. It's so yeah. unmemorable. Like every time you hear it, you're just like, really? That's the theme for Moonraker? Mm-hmm. That's terrible. He's yeah. Bond in <laughs> space. Nope. Raking up the moon. But I... <laughs> yes, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Actually, that's like better than what it is. <laughs> it, it's... We ain't found shit. <laughs> uh, it's so weird. Comb the moon for them. <laughs> this... this this movie, everyone shits on this movie for uh, being the shitty Bond goes into space movie. But the first hour and 45 minutes of this movie is the most classically structured and sounding Bond movie they've done in years. They bring yeah. back John Barry to do the, the score. So there's no disco or synthesizers or anything goofy mm-hmm. at all about the music. Oh, the, the, they bring in Shirley Bassey to sing the theme. I mean, they are doing Every, they're going to actual exotic locations this time yep. mm-hmm. instead of shitty bombed out New York. Well, and- I like that they go to Drax's plant and like go to his house. Yeah. And yet his house is like Versailles. Right. Yeah. It's just a mansion. Well, but it's supposed <laughs> to be in like Northern they California. Made, they made a joke about it, like yeah. that he had it moved yeah. there. Brick by brick. Like literally, like he bought Versailles <laughs> yeah. and had it moved right. there. Because oh, did he yeah. buy the Eiffel Tower too? I, yes. And Drax, man. I, I got it. Well, I was just going to point out that yeah. the, uh, the first Bond, quote unquote, girl, the pilot, mm-hmm. it's like. She's amazing. Yeah. And then she gets the unfortunate, you know, lethal dose of Bond <laughs> very yes. early on. She gets yeah. some Bond in her. Um, <laughs> well, because literally, you know, it's like next scene and I'm like, and then you get Dr. Goodhead later and it's like, oh, yeah. First girl was way, way better. Yeah. By the way, yeah. no one in 1979 wore a bra. No. no. Nobody. <laughs> apparently didn't need to. No. just Apparently they were working with moon gravity. <laughs> boobs were just staying in yeah, place in yeah, 1979. But Drax, man, I, like, 
I have a total love hate relationship with Drax. You should because yeah, I I agree looked, with you. He looks like Eddie Munster for one. Yeah, he looks like a grown up Eddie Munster. His his hunting outfit is like the greatest pimp outfit ever. It's awesome. It's a classic. Oh, it's so terrific. But just the way he delivers things is so odd. Everything about him is odd. He's very low-key and not very interesting, except for the things that he says. The things that he says are fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you wanted a better, like, a not maybe not better, but a different actor delivering this I, stuff. I liked his off-kilterness. I think that's the best way to put it, is it's like he felt sort of above and disconnected from everything yeah which is what i liked about him. he's better than everybody yeah in a way that he's going bond is basically just a nuisance yeah yeah and from the get-go he's a nuisance he's just like he shows up at his house and immediately tells his henchmen to make sure some harm comes to him it it took me like five (laughs) minutes to realize that that was the dude from ronin like the part that the guy that explains yeah the ronin plot of the Mm, movie title but yeah i was like oh shit okay that's him god i love at the end where he just admits He's just trying to kill Bond in interesting ways. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Lure him into a, yeah. a pool of water with a giant like, snake. After the fourth time he hasn't <laughs> killed Bond, he's just like, you just continue to elude my elaborate ways to kill you. I, I forget yeah. how he phrases it, but I was just yeah. like, yes, yeah. thank you for acknowledging that you're just creatively yeah. trying to kill right. Bond. Well, at and then like, well, the very, very end, he's like, you know, the place is blowing up and he's like, well, at least I'll be able to put you out of my misery. Yeah. Which I was like, <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. I love that line yeah. too. He has three or four like really solid lines. It's like the, the character is great. The actor is a little odd. Yeah. I, like I said, I liked his. I yeah, kind of wish it had been like Orson Welles. Because that's the problem is, is he's just <laughs> not. Uh, Orson Welles yeah. would have made a good one. Yeah. The problem is he's just not threatening though. Yeah. That's the issue. But I love that he punks Bond in the middle because <laughs> Bond finds this lab and is like, oh shit, I just cracked the case. Nope. And then comes back the next morning <laughs> and like, has literally <laughs> remodeled the room to look like Versailles. It right. was a lab. It was a lab hours manufacturing earlier. deadly toxin. And now it's just the, the Versailles room. And not only that, yeah. he, he runs in with the Minister of Defense. Yeah. It's just like, great. It's just like, are you what's the meaning of this? <laughs> oh, uh, we came here to apologize. Yeah. Um, and then there, the minister is just immediately like, God damn it, Bond, you son of a bitch. Yeah, but at least M in this one, this is like the only time m is ever not like bond you're such a fuck up yeah he was just L- like, like he's like he knows bond had a reason for bringing him there yeah he wouldn't fuck up that bad yeah yeah and it, it, when bond gives nice him the scene. stuff and that's like it, as you pointed out that's kind of like their final scene together where he's like yeah, yeah good job and yeah he's like I'm it's gonna... weird because that actor died yeah. a year or two later and yeah. didn't come back to the series anymore obviously yeah so so can we point out while we're talking about the lab <laughs> using the what? fucking closing counters Yes, for the door chime. Yes, which they also <sighs> use the two thousand one. Uh, yeah, for the hunting theme, horn. For the hunting horn, yeah. they use that. Did they? Yeah, yep. I didn't catch that. He goes, dun, yeah, dun, dun. that's the the horn that they plays to signal the beginning of the hunt. Oh, see, I don't think I caught it in hunting yeah. horn version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then yeah, the Magnificent Seven theme when all of a sudden Bond is <laughs> on horse, <laughs> like, bump, bump, bump. like a spaghetti western. Like I was tweeting during this movie. This is one of the first <laughs> few that I've done it for, but I was just like. It was fun did, to watch you live tweet that whole movie. It was just like, did they just find the cheeky meter and just turn it all the way up? Because all of a sudden, like, because I mean, for the first hour or so, it's pretty straight. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, pretty it's, straight. It's I Roger mean, Moore cheeky, but it's not, yeah. it's not jokey. It's not jokey. But then all of a sudden you're, you've got like the, he's playing the Close Encounters theme as mm-hmm. a code to get in a room and, yeah. and they like get in the gondola chase and 
like he does the gondola thing. Oh, the, gets, double, the double take pigeon was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I fucking that, love that. That made me oh, angry. I hated the double take pigeon. Angry? Angry. 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 Oh god, that because pigeon I, do a double take. Yes, yes. Well, they, 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 they reversed the, the film. Film yeah. is what they did. But go, Bond is riding a gondola that turns into like a speedboat. A, well, no, it turns into a yeah. speedboat for one, but then, and then it turns it, into like a hovercraft. It sprouts wheels, yeah. and he can drive around the square in Venice. Nice, good job. And everyone, good job, and, like the and, Piazza San Marco, I believe is yeah. the name of the place. But, but I mean, he's everyone there is just like aghast at what's happening. Like they're they, dumbfounded they, for five minutes. They're cutting to just people just uh, well, like one guy's pouring uh, beer on top yeah. of somebody because he was pouring in a yeah. glass, and then he's yeah. like. Uh. No, I mean, I uh, obviously, if you saw that happening, you would be aghast by it too. But the movie spends too much time. Showing you the well, faces the of everyone. Well, the basically like, play the slide whistle and do other yeah, stupid I, shit. I, I mean, was... it may as well be that <laughs> no, sort of thing. I, the, I was like, okay, I get it. Everyone's looking at it. But the, when it got to the double take pigeon, I was like, you win. You win. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm laughing. <laughs> you uh, did it. it. It's this SNL thing. It's like, if you do a joke long enough, it will eventually come back around to being uh, funny. It's like, this was stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay, fine. Fuck you. Ha ha. I, see, I th- yeah. okay, I thought everything in Venice was was awesome. Except for the the double taking bird, but everything else, I mean, like like the, the tosses the samurai guy out the window. Holy shit! But that whole thing, like when when they end up in that room filled with everything glass, I was just like, all of this shit is getting smashed. They broke they everything. They are smashing everything. And then at one everything. point, when Bond picks up the sword, and he's just like, "Fuck this shit! I'm tired of what we're doing. I'm gonna fucking cut you." And then they go at it. I mean, that that whole scene was just great. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. And then the guy ends up with his head through a piano. Sure. And he says, play it against him. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So I thought everything then, in Venice was great. Yeah, but then you go to Rio, I believe it was. I thought the stuff in Rio was great. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even I- Jaws crashing through the building and walking out and seeing the Swedish chick and them playing. You mean the, the 7-Up building? Yes. <laughs> the official 7-Up building pl- of then, Rio. Then them playing the We're in Love yes. music, which... That plays you when know you fall that in music, love with someone. Yeah, you know that music because you've heard it in a yeah. trillion commercials sure. before. And you've heard it when you fall in love. I don't know what that piece of music is called, I but I need to learn just so I could say it. But they play that, and I'm yeah. just like, God, people, what the... F- are you serious? Hey. I they, thought it was great. I was I, like, oh, Joss yeah. has somebody that yeah. likes him someone for likes who him. he is. It, it, it explains his turn at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It helps it, explain that. It does, but they just use him for jokes, it's, like for just basically the rest of the movie. You and, couldn't continue to use Jaws yeah. as a serious threat but, because he's so goofy, and they've I killed know. him sixteen times. <laughs> but Jaws in giant clown outfit was fucking creepy. It was walking creepy. down walking that, down that, that alleyway, alleyway was creepy. That it was shit, very well shot, and and as is a scene I remember from when I was little, when I first saw this movie. You know, when I was like freaking eight or nine or something, mm-hmm. is the scene where Drax six the dogs on the chick. Yeah, right after. Bond shoots his henchman in the yeah. That's what I was saying. That yeah. shit's like that's creepy as shit. Yeah, that's just horrifying. And it's, it's done well as well. I mean, it's done like oh god, this is happening. They're mm-hmm. going to maul this woman. Yeah, to that's death. the girl yeah. that got the fatal dose of Bond. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then gets so so that's what's just so weird about this is I think that's why people all remember the goofy jaws falling in love mm-hmm. and guys doing the thunderball thing, except it's in goddamn space with lasers. Yeah. Yeah. And. Just the general craziness of that, and Drax getting basically, yeah. basically getting the Yafit Kato treatment on sure. the, his, on, yeah, on his death. But I mean, you've got you've got the cable car thing, which even though it's all pretty much shot green screen, and obviously so, it's still there are still shots of stuntmen up on mm-hmm. cable cars doing this stuff. That stuff is well done. 
the the second boat chase where he pops out on the hang glider and the boat goes over the waterfall. Like I said to you earlier, I if if this movie had been in a theater today and that happened, I would have stood up and just been like, "Fuck yeah, James Bond!" <laughs> just yeah, I guess that was just. But, but then more Bond Jaws' boner is, moment. But yeah, but Jaws's reaction after that <laughs> just seems sure. like oh. <laughs> that stuff's so awesome. And Q gets so mad. It's like, please bring this shit back in one piece. Yeah. I I don't know why he thinks that's ever going to happen. Seriously, 007, <laughs> try to bring it back in one piece this time. Nope. No. Fuck he gives him an escape route in every single vehicle, and he gets upset when he uses it. I know, exactly. Yeah. It's like, this is supposed to help well, me. Because when I... Bond, that's always like his first option. He's like, it would be cool if I did this. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had no other choice. Let's he send the boat over, over waterfall. the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I just, the stuff at the end distracts me too much to really love this movie, unfortunately. Because awesome. I don't mind the space stuff. I don't mind him being up in space in a space station. Even though that mean immediately means that they all have to move in slow motion, just sure. like the astronauts in, yes. <laughs> in Diamonds Are Forever. That made no sense because they were faking it. <laughs> yeah. But just because there's no gravity doesn't mean that your arms move slower. Yeah, it's, the air gets thicker. It's hard totally. to move your arms through. <laughs> yeah. But no. But I mean, I, I don't mind that stuff. It's all the goofy humor that they try and force into it that, for me, just doesn't work. Yeah. And that's why this one kind of falls. I think it fell to like number eight. In my rankings. I loved it. It's in my I knew top you would. three. I knew you would. Because <laughs> you like the goofiness. Yeah. And it's weird. It, it's more targeted goofiness than Diamonds Are Forever. But I still think Diamonds Are Forever is better. Because the goofiness is so shockingly random. Mm-hmm. It's just like, moon buggy, why not? <laughs> yeah. This movie's like, oh, they're in space now. Okay, they have space lasers. Okay, the this space shuttle features, has a space laser. features the space shuttle. Yeah. 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 Six of them. They hadn't even flown one when I know. the movie came out. But here's what I don't understand. Drax is a fucking idiot because not only does he like leave clues of his shit all over the place by just like Drax logos all over everything, mm-hmm. but the thing that even draws anyone's attention is that apparently there was a problem with one of his shuttles which w- would have prevented his master plan, so he had to steal the one that the Americans were loaning to the Brits for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason anyone's aware of anything that's happening. He couldn't just wait to build another shuttle or fix whatever the problem was with the one. No way, oh, man. man. He had to be Space Hitler and Plot. make his master race. <laughs> and I'm sorry, the, the the jumbo jet would not be flying a fully fueled space shuttle. <laughs> it just it wouldn't. Probably not. It would not make it up in the air. But yeah. that's still pretty cool, but, you know, stealing the space shuttle off of a jet. But yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Mm, Harlow, yeah. where would you rank it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, middle. somewhere in the middle, probably, yeah. I mean, there's, there's moments like... First half of the movie's really good. It's like just their idea of space was like, okay, you have seen other space things that were realistic, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you did see 2001, obviously, if you're trying yeah. to work it in there, but yeah. this is nowhere but near real space. I will say, I love practical models for space stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like, that stuff looks so much better I mean, there were, than what we have yeah. today to me. Those shuttle launches looked pretty damn cool. I mean, there were little touches, like making well, and the, when they, they reveal the station because they're slowly yeah. put, the sun's coming putting up the and, light on it. Yeah. But I mean, like little awesome. things. Like, I mean, there are little touches. Like, they the station stopped spinning and, and they, they lost, lost their gravity. gravity. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So they thought about some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, it, it the, your enjoyment of that movie depends solely on how much of the Bond cheekiness you enjoy. Yeah. Where are you? When will we meet? Take my unfinished life and make it complete. Just like the moon. 